2: In the back. (laughs) So if you're not woken up, then then that might have woken you up. (laughs) Hey, feel free to call us 440-941-0945, 440-941-0945. If you have a question, and I like to start off today like I do almost every show by telling you we've got a uh, seminar coming up, and uh, you know, we're not doing these quite as frequently uh, as we used to because we've just gotten moved into a new office space and it's nice and there's some facilities there that are available to us and we are going to start the investment club i know i've tried to do this like three or four times and nobody wanted to do the paperwork yeah because it is significant <laughs> i mean it's unbelievable you're actually forming a limited partnership and you are uh um you have to file all the paperwork all the tax returns all that now that The people that participate don't have to do that, but we have to find someone that will do that. And I think I've got a guy. I actually I know I have a guy, and I'm just gonna pay for it. (laughs) That's just gonna be the way that that works. So we're gonna start a uh, investment club, and uh, it's gonna be very uh, uh, low key. You know, the uh, we're gonna talk about a lot of the concepts that we talk about, and we'll be talking about that on future shows because I just started uh, formulating uh, all the stuff that we have to do. We have to you have to set up a, uh, a limited partnership and follow those tax return or not the tax the uh actually it's like an establishing a small business because that's actually what you're doing it, it's the same thing as starting a mutual fund the uh, well not exactly the same but it has a lot of the same features and uh that's a lot of work but it should be fun it should be really fun and i wanted to uh, talk a little bit about the uh, seminar coming up the seminar that is coming up it's on may 10th that's coming up pretty quickly and basic portfolio management skills. This is what we're going to be talking about. The uh, It's really a breakdown of how should you invest it, your retirement money uh, or any money for that matter. So what percent should you put in stocks? What percent should you put in bonds? What what kinds of stocks? What kinds of bonds? Uh, how much should you keep in cash? Those are the basic skills that everybody needs to have. And I, and I think at some point in time, uh before I retire, Uh, I'll try to put a curriculum together for kids to be taught when they're right around the age of 12. Because at that point in time, they really understand the math that's necessary. You do not have to understand correlation coefficients and standard deviation and any of that stuff realistically to be a good investor. Not required. Is it helpful? Mm, I think you'd be surprised by how much help it actually provides. I I think you'd be um, underwhelmed. (laughs) It doesn't do, it doesn't do a lot, which should be a big big relief for those of you that don't remember what those things are, and uh, or those of you that never knew what they were. It, you save yourself a lot of effort from having to learn it, the um, because percentages and comp- compounding really are the the main keys. But the way that they're taught is not the way that the market works. The compounding in the stock market is not like a CD or a bond. And that's probably the biggest mistake I see a lot of people making is that they just assume that, oh, I'm going to make 4 or 5% a year because I'm going to invest conservatively. Um, and you've got your money in stocks? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> I think you'll be surprised. Uh, two things. you probably make more than 4 or 5% a year. Secondly, it's not going to be a smooth ride. It's going to be really volatile. I mean, it's going to, you're going to see a lot of fluctuation both directions. not just up. And uh, it's uh, so anyway, that's what the this whole show is really about, trying to bring information to the general public because you need it, especially today. You know, interest rates being as low as they are, you can't rely on a CD generating enough income to maintain your lifestyle unless you've got millions and millions of dollars. Now think about it. Find a 2% CD out there somewhere. If you've got a million dollars, that's only $20,000 a month. By the way, that's taxable. A 2% CD is taxable. You have to pay taxes on that, federal, state, and local. And so if you are getting 2%, you're probably getting something more like um, 20% less than that when you add all the taxes that you pay together in on that. And so now you're looking at you know spendable income around $16,000 on a million bucks. That is a little unnerving to say the least, I think so. But if you're getting a four or 5% return, if, if, and that's after taxes and expenses, then, uh, guess what? A million dollars is producing 40 to $50,000 of spendable money. (laughs) big difference. And that that's the kind of stuff that really, I don't hear anybody talking about on any of the financial shows anywhere. It's almost, uh, I don't know. I, I really don't understand why a show hasn't been created like that. Hey, wait a minute. I forgot about mine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I can't be the only one that see, that's the problem. The, uh I've been told I have the f- perfect face for radio. <laughs> so, uh, I won't make it on television. And, uh, that's really where we, we need to go with a lot of this stuff, getting, the, getting it in the classrooms. And there are some sources now that, uh, online that are pretty good, but uh, I think a lot of them expect you to know a whole lot. Like Here's one of the things I, I just never understood. Why? Oh, by the way, I didn't learn this until I was in my upper-level uh, classes in economics. What I'm about to tell you, why do bond prices go down when interest rates go up? Nobody could ever, nobody bothered to explain that until I was getting ready to graduate. I mean, right before I was, I was there for a long time and uh, nobody had ever touched this subject and it's super easy, super simple. Why do long-term bonds go down in price when interest rates go up? And uh, the answer is, uh, and, and in fact, instead of answering it the way you would on a test question, I'm just going to give you an example. So let's say you had a bond in government treasury. It's kind of like a CD, but not the same. You buy this bond because it's paying 3%. Okay, It's a a longer-term bond, over 20 years. It's got more than 20 years to go before it matures. It's paying you 3%. So on $1,000, you're going to get $30 in interest. On $1,000, $30 is 3% of $1,000. So if I'm getting thirty dollars, and a lot of people would look at that and go, oh, that that's great, that's awesome. But you've got to hang on to that thing for longer than twenty years to be able to get your money back, to be able to you have to hold on to till maturity, until it matures, to be guaranteed that you'll get your original money back. And, uh, the technical term for that is principal, get your principal back. If interest rates in the meantime go up, let's say over the next 10 years they go back to the long-term average of 6% a year. And 10 years from now, your bond still got a, oh, about 12 years left on it. Maybe 10 years, maybe 15 years, depends on how you know what the maturity date was when you bought it. But if if the new bond buyers are getting 6%, that's $60. They're getting $60 for their interest on their bonds and you're only getting $30. Who's going to line up and be happy to buy your bond? I can tell you exactly who that would be. Nobody. (laughs) If you're getting $30 and they're getting $60, why on earth would they pay you $1,000 for years when they could go and pay $1,000 for a bond that was paying $60? See, so if you want to sell your bond to invest at the higher interest rate, you're going to have to take a loss. You're going to have to sell it for less than you paid for it and that's really that that's the the main thesis or the main idea behind why bond prices go down when interest rates go up uh, shorter term interest rates are I'm not sorry shorter term bonds bonds that mature less than 4 or 5 years they don't fluctuate nearly as much because you can wait that out or just take a smaller loss because you don't have you're not obligated to hold on to it for as long of a time period anyway we'll come back to that in a little bit um I always get, I always bore myself when I'm talking about that, but if you'd like to call us 440, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I just went blank there. 941 And I'm going to go to Richard right now. Richard, you have a question for us? Hey, Rich. Yes. Are you there?
3: Yes, I am. Uh, I call, I've called before about 100% stocks all the time, mm-hmm. but here example for you i'm uh, on a foundation and the government uh unwisely makes us pay out five percent well averaging over three years and so on of the funds assets mm-hmm. per year per year right and um so that's five percent now inflation is always at least two percent um maybe unusually higher the you know sort of sneaky inflation. And then it costs us to uh put the to, to have a custodian for the funds. Sure. And also pay to have it managed. So we're up to eight percent now. Yeah. And the long term growth of the stock market going back 120 years is eight or nine percent. Or right. maybe it's up to eleven now. Right. So, but let's say it's eight or nine percent, be conservative. But how is um, the how is the count going to grow then? We 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 got all our costs in there that are eight um, percent, and that's what the market's return eight percent. Exactly. So, so the only way we're ever going to grow the fund is have it in a hundred percent stocks and try to get it higher.
2: Yep, that's right. And uh the other thing that's really tough about that is you'll have to go out and raise money realistically if you want that.
3: Well if, well of course you gotta raise money for the foundation, sure. yes, but 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 we gotta we're in there for a long term. We're fifty years old. Yep. And we're in long term, so we gotta depend on the long term growth of the market. And um I've been arguing with my other trustees, you gotta have a hundred percent all the time and Anyway, especially you are got to have all 100% when the market's going up as it is now. You absolutely have to. But they haven't agreed, so we're only up to, I think we might be up to 90%. Hey, I, got, I have
2: a really, really good uh, strategy I'm going to be talking about it the next summer. I've been doing it for about 18 months now. I always go first, by the way. I, I never put anything out on anybody that uh, I haven't tested before. Uh, I do let some people, that my more sophisticated investors, go with me. I'll let them know ahead of time. But um, you, this would be very helpful for your uh, firm because this is something that you could actually run yourselves. It's relatively simple, um, and you have the money to buy the tools. The average investor doesn't have that. Um, but the uh, you should call me because I'll, I'll let you know about it. In fact, I'm doing a little white paper on it. I will be making it available as soon as I'm done. That's probably going to take me another month but uh with everything yeah
3: but, you're, you're having, but this strategy is to reduce the risk i take it
2: it's right? a yeah and we're focusing on the amount of cash a company is generating relative to the uh total cost of purchasing the business and um, that's a big deal because most when you look at a price to sales ratio price to earnings ratio it doesn't tell you anything about the debt that that company is carrying and well that,
3: Investment advisors supposed to figure out whether it's a good buy or not. You know, uh, we're, <laughs> yeah. we trust these are not picking the uh, the uh, stocks. Or the investment advisors that.
2: Yeah, I was just thinking you could probably this would make a good addition. This is it's a deep value approach, and it would probably make a good addition because you could find advisors that that would uh, employ this strategy on a really low uh, expense ratio basis. Give you some good diversification there too. Really good. So but anyway, I, I appreciate yeah. your um other points though I, I struggle with that all the time you know your uh, uh people with their withdrawal rates i I normally say you know, you can take out somewhere between four and five percent on the after taxes and and I have the opportunity because I'm an independent investment advisor to let them know that uh yeah it, you're gonna have to invest at least sixty percent of your assets in the stock market. To be able to get that, what that means is if you're 60% invested in stocks and the market takes a 50% drop, there's a pretty good chance that your 60% is going to be down 50% too. So if you're down 50% on 60%, that's 30%. Okay, so you would see a 30% swing in your account value, but that should be okay. Because the stock market's done so well, and if you're in the right strategies, they re- the, the right strategies recover a little bit quicker than the stock market does. And, yeah.
3: Well. So, okay. Well. Thank you. I don't know understand quite how that works, but I'll have to come to your seminar yeah. sometime. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> All yeah, right. Good. All right. Well, okay, hey. Bye-bye. Thanks for
2: calling. Have a good weekend.
3: Uh, same, bye. Yep, bye.
2: Yeah. It's a, uh, I know. Saying that stuff on here, air, I, I apologize. The uh, That is incredibly difficult to follow. It's all basic, super simple basic math. So why don't I just go through that really quickly? I have to take a commercial break in a couple minutes anyway. <laughs> so here's what I was talking about. Instead of using standard deviation and correlation coefficients, which I know uh, the vast majority of people don't understand, just think about this. You're trying to figure out, and this is what we're going to be talking about. I'll go over this again at the seminar. Uh, this is really a, a big chunk of the seminar. So this is good. Here, once here, you can go to the uh, FISH's podcast, the podcast on the FISH, 955thefish.com. You can listen to it again. You go to my website, Bullington Capital. You can download this show because what I'm about to say is really important. So think about this. The S&P 500, which a lot of people refer to as a stock market. It's not completely accurate. Actually, it's not accurate at all, but the uh, <laughs> that's what they do. That's what they refer to it. It was down 50% twice in one 10-year time period. First time was March of 2000 through the end of 2000, or through the March of 2003. It was down a little over 50%. And it was also, if you look at November 2007 through February, March of 2009, was down over 50% again. So two times in one 10-year time period. So you got to figure... If the market be, can be down 50% twice in one 10-year time period, and despite that, by the way, the long-term average, he's right, it's between 9 and 10%. Long-term average is between 9 and 10%. So what does that mean? If the market's going to go down 50% and it's going to have a long-term average between 9 and 10 when it comes up, it's going to go up a lot, like a lot, because to make up for a 50% decline, you have to go up. The reason I pause is I want you to think about that. (laughs) When it goes down 50%, it's got to go up now 100%, get back to break even. And this is why we can't put everybody 100% in stocks. Because a 50% decline is just too much. Now, if I only had 60%, of my money, or let's say I had 65, 65% of my money. Oh man. I can't, I promise I'm going to finish that thought right after we come back from these commercial messages. This is Bill Bullington right here on 1420. The answer. Stay tuned.
4: I was born in Tennessee, late July humidity, doctor Okay, I have to admit it, I get a real kick out of reading all the testimonials of people who are now out of pain because of Relief Factor. Michael Medved here again, and I've never been more serious than when I tell people they can lower or even eliminate their pain with the help of Relief Factor. 100% drug-free, just 95 cents a day to see if you can get out of pain, too. You have nothing to lose but your pain and the whole world to gain. The three-week quick start starts at nineteen ninety five at relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. I'm Hugh Hewitt. This week in the Town
1: Hall Review, brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy and ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. A conversation with the outgoing Speaker of the House.
4: And I became acutely alarmed and concerned about the hollowing out of our military
1: and our readiness crisis. That is done. We fixed that. A foreign policy expert talks North Korea.
3: There's all sorts of new developments that are occurring that we've never seen.
1: Protesters disrupt an NRA lobbyist. Tell me where there's an example of our side going to the homes of left-wingers whom we loathe. I can't think of any. And the Waffle House hero didn't stop at the scene of the crime.
4: He set up a GoFundMe to help the families of the victims who had been killed or seriously injured. We'll cover all
1: this and much more. Join us for our program. Visit our website at townhallreview.com. Saturday at 5 a.m. and Sunday at 4 p.m. on AM 1420, The Answer.
0: The world is a dangerous place, sometimes even an ugly place. You come here to help make sense of it all. Our hosts help you understand what all the news means and what to think of it. But we got to be honest, we don't have all the answers. For the rest of the answers, we advise you to visit our partner station. Frankly, they have a better handle on all this. They even know who the winner will be. AM 1420, the answer starts it all. AM 1220, the word ends it all. One goes with the other. From an idea that started in 1967, Our Lady of the Wayside has grown to serve almost 900 children and adults with developmental disabilities throughout Northeast Ohio. It's an operation that is still growing thanks to tremendous support and generous donations like the Wayside's car donation program. You can donate your ride to the Wayside for a great tax write-off by calling 1-800-368-6262. The Wayside is also looking for people to join their team. They hire for attitude and train for skills. Visit thewayside.org to apply. By today do
1: you have one of those bathrooms that are old outdated or impossible to keep clean well there's a new revolutionary product that transforms most baths in about two days and it isn't a one size fits all system either or a band-aid over the top of your old bath Joyce Factory Direct specializes in bath makeovers where they completely remove your old dreary shower tub and replace it with a new custom fit solution the result is a brand new sophisticated and stylish bathroom at a great price Joyce Factory Direct's bath makeovers system uses 100% non-porous acrylic, which means it'll stay beautiful for years to come because mold or mildew cannot accumulate. Their experts will help you with designing and choosing between different showers or tubs which are available in dozens of colors and styles, including faux marble, granite and tile. And like all Joyce Factory Direct products, it's built and guaranteed to last. Call now to schedule your free bath makeover appointment, 440-243-5700 or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com.
2: And we're back. hey, you can call us four four zero um nine four one oh nine four five I don't know why I keep forgetting that <laughs> that number today four four zero nine four one zero nine four five and you go to my website to sign up for that seminar and I promised uh, to carry on that thought about the uh sixty percent you know the basically basic portfolio management skills so if you know that an asset can drop by fifty percent or more, which is the stock market and you can't stand to be down 50%, then you have no choice. You've got to put some of your money into bonds or CDs or other things, maybe money market account that are not going to fluctuate that much. You really just don't have a choice. And I know what 19 out of 20 people are going to say. I know this and it makes me horribly unpopular, especially at parties. (laughs) When I say, look, you can't, figure out when the market's going to go up. You can't figure out when it's going to go down. And I know may, you may think you can, but if you were to take a, a write it down in a journal and be honest with yourself and do this for a period of six months, I mean, it's only going to have an impact on the rest of your life. So when people say, I'm going to do this for six months, yeah, well, you have to eat every day, right? Okay. If you don't eat, you're know, not long for this world. Okay, so this should be like right after eating. This is how important this is. Because if you can't afford to eat, <laughs> uh, I don't know, I'm kind of laughing about that and making light of it. But it, it's pretty, it's serious stuff. So write it down. Write down what you think is going to happen in the market that day based on what you read, based on every piece of evidence that you've been able to gather. And then just track it. And you're going to see why I'm saying what I'm saying. You need a long-term strategy it can't be how, about how you feel or what you see or what you read you need a long-term term strategy that actually looks at something other than feelings because feelings have a really great way of leading you down a really you know in a in a really bad direction so if i have uh, something like this this fluctuation tolerance that's like the biggest thing in our questionnaire how much fluctuation are you willing to accept how much fluctuation so if your account value uh, let's say it's i don't know 200,000 and you can't stand to see it be down to 100,000 then you shouldn't have your money 100% in stock and unfortunately there's nothing you can do about that and i feel bad about the caller too because see, in a the foundation there are rules there are guidelines i'm an accredited fiduciary i could never recommend to a foundation that they keep all of their money in a uh stock funds just not allowed to do that. The uh it's not considered prudent. Okay. There are guidelines for that sort of thing. Uh sixty five thirty five, sixty forty, um maybe seventy thirty, the uh actually you could go 70-30. But to be a hundred percent in stock is beyond the fluctuation tolerances of most people and if you are required to pay out five percent of the account balance each year, that that can be um That could be very bad. If you had 100 percent of money in stocks and it's down 50 percent, think about that. Okay, I've got a million dollars in a super small foundation or a charitable remainder trust that I started, and it's all stock and it's down 50 percent. So the million dollars now is five hundred thousand. When it was a million dollars, five percent is fifty thousand bucks. That's how much you're going to distribute. When it's five hundred thousand. That same fifty thousand, if we're going five percent of the initial principal that we started with, is fifty thousand bucks. It's still fifty thousand bucks. So now I'm taking ten percent of the money. There's a really good chance that that portfolio is going to run out of money relatively quickly, because you went from, you uh, let's say you went, you took five, fifty thousand dollars out, and the market just happened to correct right after you did that. So you went from nine fifty, you cut that in half. That's four hundred seventy-five thousand, okay. and then you took out another fifty thousand. After that, now you're four twenty-five. That account will never see a million dollars again, especially because it has to it has to give out the amount that they set up initially. Now, If it's five percent of the account value at the beginning of each year, that's different. That's different, and if you're at retirement age, instead of a, a charitable foundation or a trust. If you're at retirement age and you needed to take out 50,000 and you put all of it in stock there's a really good chance you're going to run out of money because the market was too volatile for that and the the long-term average of the market is probably going to be higher than 5%. But see the thing is it's the sequence it's the order that the returns come in if you get lucky then that you then you never have to worry about it if you got started the day after The crash in 1987, that's when you got started investing and taking money out. You think that everything is wonderful, despite all the corrections that we've had since then. If you got started the day before that crash, you have an entirely different perspective. as there's a really good chance that you've already run out of money. And that's one of the keys. That's why we're doing the basic portfolio management skills. This is the basics. These are things you really need to get down before you start looking at past performance before you start looking at what is the money manager actually doing with my money. You've got to get the basics down. Why do you hold bonds? Why do you hold short term bonds when interest rates are rising? Why do you hold? uh, Actually, there are some newer products that have been created that I think are, are a good idea when interest rates are rising. Why haven't the inflation adjusted bonds done very well when they should have been the perfect solution for the, ter- uh, the for the type of environment that we're in right now. Why is that? So we'll uh, take those as questions, but overall seminar, stocks, bonds, and cash. Stocks, bonds, and cash. Those are your asset classes. Uh, collectibles and all that stuff, that's fine. Talk about unpredictable. You have to stick with things that have long-term histories. It's not that I don't like those other asset classes. It's that they're relatively unpredictable. And I know somebody who's had success in that area is going to argue with that because they were successful. But then you line up the 999 out of the other, you know, 1000 people that tried that and didn't, and it didn't do well. Uh, I'm one of the few people that's uh, invested in real estate and it's cost them a lot of money. <laughs> one of the few people I know of. It, it's uh, cost me a lot of money. And you know what? With uh, finances, I'm pretty sharp, even if I do have to admit it myself. <laughs> so the uh, go back and play that what I just said, and, and really slowly listen to it. Uh, it gets funnier. <laughs> so anyway, real estate, all those other asset classes, the uh, the things that you can touch that don't have that are not listed somewhere on an exchange where you can buy and sell easily. Okay, those are all a lot riskier. And should you have some of that, no, the, the options that you have for that to invest in, if you're not going to be actively involved in managing those properties or those assets, um, if you you know your your time is worth money, by the way. That's the other thing that cracks me up about real estate investors. They never factor in the amount of time that they're spending and how much that comes out to per hour. They never do that. And I know why they don't do it. It's because they would realize, yeah, I'm like... Uh, I thought I was making a really good return on my investment, and then now, when I take that labor cost in there, it comes down quite a bit. and that's okay. it's still a great business if you're going to look at it as a business, which I didn't, by the way. these are just personal investments. So the, uh, um, if you're looking at it as a business, like any other business, it's got risk, and some people are going to do very well, some people won't. No, it's just the way it goes. And uh, is it easier? I think it's more accessible? Not necessarily easier, but I think it's more accessible because real estate's a real business. Ask anybody that's ever invested in it. Ask people that are actively managing properties you know, themselves. Yeah, so it's a real business. You have to work. And uh, anybody that's tried to take it on a part-time basis, you know, kind of had a problem. So anyway, back to the original thought. Basic portfolio management skills, go to my website, Bullington Capital, you can sign up for it. It's the breakdown between stocks, bonds, and cash that really matters most. Once you get to a, a level that you feel comfortable, how do you do that? Well, we're going to cover that at the, in in the seminar. How do you get at the level that you're going to be comfortable? What types of investments are you going to make? How much time are you going to spend wanting to work on that? The uh, Those are all kind of questions that we're going to be talking about. By the way, if you have a question, you can call us uh, 440 or two. Is it 440? It's 216, right? Yeah, 216-901-0945. I don't know why. For some reason, I got a mental block this morning on the phone number here. 216-901-0945. And I'm going to go to Jerry. Jerry, you have a question?
5: Good morning, William. I think what you are describing is a senior moment, and you'll find out more about them as you grow older.
2: (laughs) Well, I've got a uh, also the benefit of having set the NCAA record for concussions long before they ever started talking about that. Today, I wouldn't have been allowed to play. They, they, would, have already, they would have taken well, me familiar out. familiar
5: about those also. Yep. All righty. I, I have a hypothetical trading question for you here. I'd like to give you a scenario and say, for example, I'm selling covered calls. I have some stock. It's currently at 100 and I'll go to, say, a— uh, Covered call, we'll say 110 out in July. Okay. Okay. Got me so far. Now the stock uh, gets a great earnings report and it goes up to 115 almost right after I sell the call. So at this point, I'm uh, out of the money and I'm you know lose, losing money on the transaction.
2: Actually, you're not losing any money. You, you, well, you're, I'm losing you're, the
5: possibility. You're talking
2: about it, yeah. And that is a man. That's harder to keep hold of than a real profit is. I guess okay. That's going to fluctuate well, now, by the second.
5: Now, two I either I have two scenarios I could do, but I'd like you to see if uh there's more. One, obviously I could go back into the market and if I don't want to lose that stock, pay the the difference and uh get the stock back. Uh, I would be losing money on the option transaction, correct?
2: If you sold the option and you bought it, no, you if would I not be. I sold
5: it as a covered call. Co- if I sold it as a covered call and I decide, well, heck, that stock which I originally sold the option at uh, 110 it's really worth 130 Now, based on that earnings report, I can go back and uh, buy buy that call option back.
2: Yeah, but you just said you were going to buy the stock. You didn't say you were going to buy oh, the okay. call excuse, option back.
5: excuse me. righty. So I could do that. Or, uh, say, for example, I say, well, I, I really don't care about losing the stock, but... Uh, to gather a little more money uh, on this account, I could sell puts at the same time against it. Could I not? Yeah. And mm, those puts obviously would mitigate some of the lost profit potential on the call side.
2: A little bit, but because the call has because the stock price has gone up so much, the amount of uh, implied volatility that you'd get in the put option is going to be extremely small. So it wouldn't pay you a lot of you wouldn't you wouldn't make a lot of that money. You might not make it uh the, the entire money that you lost or the potential gain, you might not make that back by selling a put. You
5: may not make it back, however, uh something is better than nothing is the
2: Or you could have scenario. some patience and you could wait a little bit and then when the stock does pull back, then you could sell the uh-huh. put because you get a lot more money for the put at that point.
3: Mm -hmm, mm
2: -hmm. and uh, so there actually there are a lot of things that you could do um, but most of this is a um, one of the reasons that you know you're gonna work an awful lot and and uh, there's a guy I still didn't get his permission to use his name the uh, he used to be a market maker he worked for Citizens Bank it was on the floor the uh, Chicago Board Options Exchange and he lives here now in Cleveland you know they, they all that's automated and uh, he's a younger guy, and he's got this dude has the strategies for whatever scenario that you're looking for mm-hmm. he's an expert and he's teaching uh okay. he's teaching classes on it, and uh he's got a little meetup group he moved back here uh as as relatively young He uh, did so well that you know he's uh can move his family back here anyway uh he's getting active in that he's, i think at some point in time he'll probably start some sort of an advisory business. But the uh for right now he's just doing meetups, they're free, he's teaching classes, and uh it's really valuable. I met him for lunch the other day. I was like, oh that that's cool." and uh I gave him some ideas on the uh, various stocks, and he wrote back immediately told me what uh would be viable option strategies, so he's really the guy, and we'll try to get him on sure. the radio show too because uh, uh, I looked at a couple of them and went, "Oh, yeah, I never thought of that the uh so yeah, that's yeah. you know that's pretty cool It's really cool yeah,
5: kind of. Th- Thinking
2: outside of the box. Oh, and, and so here's what I did. I told him a couple of stocks. gave him the names. I said, "Okay, these stocks are extremely overvalued. A little okay. bit of a little bit of bad news is going to get them to go down quite a bit, and that's probably going to happen over the next 12 to 18 months. What should I do?" And then he gave back two really solid strategies, which I. I I would not repeat here because if I did, somebody was going to get it wrong <laughs> and they're going to lose sure, a lot of sure. money and then they're going to, you know, they'll be mad at me. So, PO yeah. With you, yeah. yeah. So you, you really need to go to his classes and he can walk you through that whole process. And uh, that's uh, uh, so I'm kind of excited yeah. about that. Having having a guy like that to, uh, to be.
5: How do we how do we uh, can, contact him? Or uh,
2: how... You can call me in the office and uh, I'll uh, send you his contact info.
5: OK, great. Thank you, I yeah. appreciate
2: it, Bill. Oh, no problem. Heavy. Have, have a good care. weekend. All right. You Thanks. too. Bye. Yep. Bye. And uh, yeah, those uh, conversations can get really hairy, really, really quick. I'm, from a hearing standpoint, I mean, uh, really tough to follow. Uh, options are incredibly complex, and you got a guy that's uh, been doing this for a long time. They have a lot of risk. I mean, there's there's no doubt about it. That's the uh, the pinnacle of risk. Uh, options are right up there with futures. Um, the, the good thing about options, though. In, in most cases, uh, is if, if you do the more basic strategies, you can really, really limit your risk. And what this guy does is he's very cognizant of the risk that he's taking. And we'll have to finish that thought when we come back from these commercial messages. Or listen to Bill Bullington right here on 1420 The Answer. Stay tuned.
4: Our suppliers pay us so you don't have to. Call 330-573-8147 for more details. Or you can visit our website at vacationfixation.com.
6: Or check out the deal of the day on Facebook, Vacation Fixation. Bob Vila here with my home improvement tip of the day. How much snow on the roof is too much? That depends a lot on the way your roof was constructed. Steep and smooth roofs tend to shed snow easily while roofs that are only slightly pitched or flat tend to collect big drifts. Another important factor is the weight of the snow. Removing a heavy snow load can be tricky. If you have a multi-story house, you'd best not be climbing up and down icy, cold ladders to dizzying heights. Better to leave that to licensed, insured pros who have the right equipment to get the job done right. On the other hand, if you have a single-story home, you can use a long, telescoping snow rake to pull snow off the roof. One caution, though. Rakes that come into contact with shingles can do a lot of damage, so look for sturdy models with small rollers that keep the edge of the rake away from the shingles. Finally, before you start pulling snow off the roof, put some thought into where the snow's going to land. You don't want to damage your plants. Get more info at BobVila.com and right here at home with me, Bob Vila. Join in your daily dose of debate.
4: Michael,
5: I disagree with you 90%, but I never miss your show.
4: I agree with you about
5: 99% of the
3: time. I appreciate your pursuit of truth.
4: The Michael Medved Show. You're one of the most brilliant guys on the air, TV or radio.
3: Debated with a lot of people. I've never debated with
5: anyone nearly as good as you. Michael Medved. You're a masterful speaker.
0: The Michael Medved Show, weekdays at 3 p.m. Here on AM 1420, The Answer. By now, you've figured out a fact of American life. The mainstream media hates President Trump. Where other presidents have been given a pass, President Trump is held to a different standard. They don't seem to want to report anything he does good. Instead, they appear to want to tarnish anything good and paint it with a negative brush. You know, sometimes they're just unable to disguise their disgust for all he stands for. Making America great again? Yeah, maybe they really don't get it or don't want it. That's why you have us. And that's why more of you are counting on us to get your news. AM 1420. The answer.
1: Looking for a great way to save on taxes? Look no more. Just call Our Lady of the Wayside at 1-800-368-6262 and ask about their car donation program. It's simple and it works for everyone involved. You donate your ride, you write off the selling price, and the money goes to help the physically and mentally challenged citizens served by Our Lady of the Wayside. The number to call, 1-800-368-6262.
4: Well, you want more, so get more. your ride to Our Lady of
0: and
2: we're back. Hey, this is Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon on 1420 The Answer. Also, 955 The Fish carries the show as a podcast. So if you hear something that you like, you can always go back there and uh, or go to their website and uh, listen to it again. Or... You can go to my website, BullingtonCapital.com, and it's hosted there as a podcast. Sometimes it's a we're a week or so behind in, in posting it, and but I will tell you that it's available every week on time at uh, iTunes. So we're all over the place. <laughs> if you have a phone call, question, or comment, 0945. 216-901-0945, 216-901-0945. And uh, you know, we were just uh, we were talking about a lot of stuff here this morning. And it can be tough to get all your, your arms around the entire thing. Um, that's why we do the seminars, uh, because don't give up. It's really not as complicated as you may think it is. And it's like one of those uh, things where, you know, when you're, in, remember when you're in school and you just couldn't get something, you couldn't get it, couldn't get it, and then you had that aha moment. Or aha, now. And then you wondered what you thought made it so difficult to begin with. <laughs> well, that's what, that's what personal finance is like. You know, you, you go and you go and you go, and then all of a sudden it's like, aha! Now I get it. And one of those ahas, uh, I've got a w- one strategy. I'll give you. I'll end the show with this one particular strategy. And I'm gonna. I'm working on a paper right now. It's, right now, it's uh, and it's probably the text on it's not going to be all that long. Uh, probably less than a couple thousand words, but it's got a lot of visuals, graphics, and uh, some stuff that I I really like because. It really, this, this strategy makes so much sense to me. And that's a big, that's a huge key to investing successfully. What you're doing had better make sense to you. You should be in agreement with it. If you're not, when the market has its inevitable corrections, you're, you know, you have a tendency to give up. If you're in agreement with whatever it is you're doing with your money and you like it, and you're really comfortable with it then you have a cha- a tendency not to give up on it and that's kind of a that's a really important thing because markets move the way markets move strategies move the way they move they're oftentimes not in step if they were in step if everything moved together at the same time then there would be no financial services industry you just put your money in that thing that made the return that you wanted to see over time that would be it you'd be done okay so that's not how it works and we will uh actually come back to uh a lot of that cuz i have to take a real quick phone call now and i've got the uh call is this is this mr bednarski or somebody else
7: uh, it's actually patrick how you doing oh okay
2: man? hey how you doing
7: good question um What's your opinion of uh, self-directed uh, IRAs and um, kind of, you know, how do they work, both for stocks and maybe for real estate?
2: Uh, self-directed IRAs, they they can be really good. In fact, uh, I use a company for a big portion of my uh, personal self-employed retirement plan, uh, SEP, that's what they call Simplified Employee uh, Pension Plan, and I, I like them a lot. The uh, I think you probably have to shop. You know, make sure that uh, um, you're shopping around. You, use your own custodian. By the way, uh, I wouldn't use them as a custodian. That 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 could be dangerous. So if they're doing all the paperwork, that's fine. Uh, and that's basically how I use it. And I have Interactive Brokers as the custodian on that account, and I have control of that account. Uh, and you can use it for. Uh, you can use it for real estate, too. I don't know anybody personally that's ever done that, and I haven't done it, so I really can't speak to that. But um, I'm sure if you uh, Googled some people, you'd be able to find out. But why were, were you thinking about doing that?
7: Uh, yeah. Um, you know, I, I know you can do it for real estate. I think you have to, uh, all the rental income and every, any profit has to be, stay inside. You can't take it out of right. the uh, IRA, that's what I understand. But, um, you know, I, I just wanted to, or, you know, I mean, can can we get
2: through you or use another company? Um, I use another company. You can always uh, email me or call me and uh, I can tell you who I'm using. The uh, And I took a recommendation because I run a private fund on uh, using that. So uh, I have a third-party administrator, um, which I would probably also <laughs> recommend. Uh, I have an, a third-party auditor. Uh, And then uh, I have a custodian and then we have the uh, company that does all the paperwork for the retirement plans. uh, And that's a separate entity as well. So it can be a little expensive, you know, doing that. uh, But so you want to make sure that you think that it's really worthwhile. And uh, uh, but, yeah, you know, I think they're a great thing. And there are lots of companies across the country that do that. Mine's in uh, Illinois, but, uh, you know. I can certainly send you my contact info if you want to uh, reach out uh, over the internet or, uh, you know, just give us a call. Wouldn't be a big deal.
7: Okay, great. Okay. Yeah. I just wondered with the real estate, we get all this equity and, you know, money tied up in an IRA and, you know, thinking of using it for real estate. So that's what I was you know wondering if, you know, if there's some probably some hidden trap out there that, you know, that, Well, that,
2: it's just a lot of paperwork and that's why you, I wouldn't want to try to do that on my own personally yeah. um, because you make a mistake and whew, well, that that could be really expensive, but yeah, I would get, okay. I would definitely get a firm that, that specializes in that. And and the one that I use, they'll actually uh, talk with you about what you're trying to do, how to do it and what the best way to set that up is too. So, okay,
7: Bill. All right. Well, so, hey, have a um, good weekend.
2: What? You too. Like, thanks. bye right. I've, yeah, uh, um, a lot of people are doing that. And that, that's where the real estate thing is really a business. Uh, and we were talking about how that could, that could be really good. I, don't get me wrong. I know people that have, have made an enormous amount of money in real estate. Uh, I know people who have made enormous amounts of money selling household products. You know, um, They're all businesses. And they're pretty good. So IRA does give you some flexibility. Uh, if you've got a custodian that can do the paperwork, uh, it's it's a lot of it's a lot more effort than a typical IRA but hey you know different strokes different folks the uh, I'm the le- least one that's going to ever judge anybody on anything that's uh legitimate you know if it's legitimate then more power to you anyway so I'm looking at this this model and, and uh, I'll have this paper done by the time the seminar is on May 10th and you can go to my website to sign up for that if you'd like to and what I did was I took 1,500 of the largest companies in the United States for this one particular model. And uh, the reason I'm doing this, by the way, is, is this is an option for a portion of your money of the stock. Uh, when we were talking earlier in today's show, we talked about stocks, bonds, cash. What kind of percentage you want to put in stocks? I think it depends on your tolerance for fluctuation. And also, and this is where it gets really important, you need to diversify the holdings uh, unless you are comfortable taking a lot more risk. If you're ta- comfortable taking a small amount of risk, you know, I'm sorry, a large amount of risk, then by all means, concentrate your portfolios. Don't hold on to a lot of things because you're comfortable taking the big risk. Now, if it doesn't work out, you'll probably be sorry. Okay, but for the average person, you know, getting the stock funds in your portfolio uh, over a long time period is probably going to be pretty good. How good is it going to be? Well, it depends on a, a lot of things, actually. It depends on your skill. And it depends on luck. Skill and luck. If you've got really good skills, you can still have bad luck and still do okay. That's And that's really what happens. If you have really good skills and then you get a little lucky, you're going to look like an all-star. <laughs> and that's what I'm shooting for one of these days. The uh, And I, we've had time periods. And by the way, the, you have time periods. Even the all-stars have time periods when they don't do well. In fact, I'm looking at this strategy. I took the, I took 1,500 of the biggest companies in in the United States listed on U.S. exchanges. and I just want the top 30. Those 30 that have the highest operating income to enterprise value yields. Now, don't panic. I'll explain that at the seminar. It is not as complicated as you think, but I do not have time to do it today because I've only got a couple more minutes. So anyway, I'm taking the, the top 30 out of that top 1,500. And every six months, I'm going to rerun that screen. And when I did this, and I just went back over the past 10 years, 60% of the time, that strategy underperformed its benchmark. Its benchmark, what I used, were the uh, top 1,500. So 60% of the time. But in the end, it actually had made more money and had had lower volatility. Think about that for a second. It loses 60% of the time, 60% of the time you're underperforming. But in the end comes out ahead. Not only does it come out ahead, it comes out ahead with less risk. That's pretty awesome. So we'll be talking about that, that uh, again, I'm working on a paper. Uh, it is available through Bullington Capital. If you don't have it, uh, some people that, that do have it, we got started at a great time, right? We had it when it was going through one of those un- underperforming periods because guess what? The chances are when you get started with something like this, it's gonna be underperforming for a little while, especially at first. Especially at first. It's based on the structure, and I don't have time to explain all of that today. That's why we do the workshops and seminars. But um you have to be prepared for that. You know, a lot of people think that in order to beat the market, you gotta beat it every year and just stay ahead of the market all the time. That's not true. That is not true. That's very damaging and it's very uh it's un it, uh, um it's unnerving for someone like me to hear someone say something like that because I know they're gonna hurt themselves and that's a uh you know we're trying to, there's one of the reasons I do the show is try to put the information out there so that we can all learn and grow together now that I hear the music that means my show is over for this week have been listening to The Bill of Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon on 1420. Also available at 955thefish.com as a podcast and on my website at bullingtoncapital.com. Have a good week, everybody. Good luck and good investing.
0: You just caught another edition of the Bullington Capital Report
4: of or substitute for personalized investment advice from the advisor or any other investment professional. The preceding program has been paid for by Bullington Capital Management, LLC.
0: The preceding program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer or Salem Media Group. Let's simplify window shopping. You deserve a great product at a fair price. Empire Window Company's been serving this area for 58 years. They've got a lot of satisfied customers, like Big Chuck. Lynn, over the years,
5: I've seen a lot of businesses come and go. Empire Windows has been in business for over 50 years. They're an honest, family-owned company that you can trust. They offer for the highest quality windows installed by experts at a fair price. I have Empire windows in my home.
0: And how does this sound? Eight quality windows locally built for your home from $58 a month from a name you can trust for 58 years. Empire Window Company, 855-76-EMPIRE. Thinking about vinyl siding? Try 35% off and free gutters with your siding project. Enhance the beauty and value of your home. Windows, siding, doors, 58 years in business, that's a lot of satisfied customers. Empire Window Company, 855-76-EMPIRE. Okay, so the big question for any decision you're going to make, is this actually going to work? Well, if you've heard about MetaShare, which is a brilliant way of sharing healthcare care costs, you may have wondered that. Does it work? Well, so did Dr. Stuart Hoover, who initially joined to save a lot of money. The typical family saves about
6: $500 a month. Stuart saved even more. When we first joined uh, MediShare, we were immediately going from a little over $1,600 a month down to uh, $460 basically a month. So that's wonderful,
0: but then his wife needed emergency surgery, and the bills added up to
6: $160,000. So we were seeing the bills coming in, and then the bills were being paid. Portions were being shared, and the end result of this is this bill was taken care of.
0: Yes, MediShare works and it's so easy to get your questions answered too so why not you can call right now 844-41-BIBLE that's
1: 844-41-BIBLE 844-41-BIBLE warning if you're drowning in debt you can't afford do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back because you don't What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-900-9053. 1-800-900-9053. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to.
0: Call Credit Associates now. for